Welcome to the Rough Places into Level Ground podcast, where we'll be studying various scriptures and their application to our lives. And as we come to God's Word, He promises to lead us in ways we do not know, in paths that we have not known, and to turn our darkness into light and rough places into level ground. Welcome to today's study. I'm Jackie Burns, and I'll be your host. In our last study, Songs of God, we looked at God's command to sing and the blessing and power of hymns and biblical song in our lives. Today, we're going to continue to talk about hymns and their power in our lives through exploring the life and hymns of a well-known hymn writer and poet, William Cooper. We're also going to look at God's providence in our lives. If you've ever wondered, where is God in your life? If you struggle with depression or circumstances in your life, please join us for today's study. Before we begin, let's pray. Father, we give thanks to you for the multitude of ways you give us knowledge of who you are and your presence in our lives. Your presence that is always working for our good. No matter how dark our days may seem, you are with us, caring for us, and sustaining us. Father, please bless and guide our study today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin by looking into William Cooper's life. William's mom died when he was six, and he was sent by his father to live in a boarding school for two years, where his experiences were quite painful. Like many of us, William's childhood was very painful. The pain he would know would not end in childhood. While William would experience many of life's tragedies, failed romantic relationship, death of family and those close to him, the most penetrating pain and tragedy was his depression and, as we will see, a lack of personal relationship with the very God he wrote about the God that was so involved in William's life, the same God that is so involved in all our lives. William's life speaks to us of God's providence and his involvement in our lives. Our understanding of this can and will change us if we let it. Now, before we go further, let's talk about providence. God's providence is his power to guide to be active in our lives and care for all his creation. Our God is not just a passive observer in his world. He did not just create us and everything we know, set the world in motion, and then sit back and watch and abandon us to fend for ourselves. Think about it. Why would God send his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us in order that we would have eternal life an eternal relationship with him, and then abandon us? The answer is that he doesn't. God is active in our lives. God sees us, hears us, knows our needs, cares for, and provides for all our needs. Now, this may seem really hard to, to fully comprehend, but just because it's beyond our human ability to understand, it doesn't mean it's beyond God's ability to do. 
God's providence and care for his children is seen throughout our Bible, and if we look, we can see it throughout our lives as well. Going back to William Cooper's life, let's look at the story within the story of his life. He was born in 1731 in England, and after completing school, he began an apprenticeship at the age of 18 to become a lawyer. And it's at this point in his life he would begin to struggle with depression. William at this time did not have a personal relationship with Christ, and he struggled on his own. And in fact, he would live much of his life as a recluse. In 1752, William faced his first major depression at the age of 21. He described it as if he were day and night on a rack, lying in horror and rising in despair. He was reading poetry at this time, and it helped him through this episode, and he ended up taking a few months off and going to the sea, where he would write of the beauty of nature that he described as soothing him. He said it was as if another sun had been kindled in the heavens on purpose to dispel sorrow and vexation of his spirit. He said, I felt the weight of all my weariness taken off. My heart became light and joyful in a moment. But William didn't see God's hand in this, in the very nature that God created, the nature that was soothing and strengthening William's spirit. Through our affliction, God is calling us closer to him and has a multitude of ways to care for us in both affliction and in nature, we see God's providence and involvement in William's life. But William would not answer God's call for relationship. William would continue to struggle with his depression in his own power, depending on himself and his own solutions. But God's call would not end here. In 1763, William would face a depressive episode so strong he would attempt to take his life three different ways, and each attempt would fail. God was not done with William. He was protecting him as he continued to call to him. After these failed suicide attempts, William would be institutionalized and would have a doctor that would look after him in a way not typically done in mental institutions. His doctor used prayer with William and also found ways to leave a Bible where William could find it. William read scriptures in the Bible, and in 1764, God's word led to his conversion and his healing. It's interesting to add here that sometime before this hospitalization, a friend had talked with William about God, but he wouldn't listen. During his time reading the Bible, everything his friend had shared with him about God came back to him and helped lead Cooper to God. Cooper said he experienced a conversion to Christianity and said the full beams of the Son of Righteousness shone upon him. For those of us who have shared the Word of God with someone and felt it didn't seem to help them, we can never underestimate God's power in his word. Scripture tells us God's word never returns without accomplishing the purpose 
for which he sent it. There are no coincidences in God's world. William was committed to the one mental institution where he would be under the care of a doctor who knew the healing power of the Lord and brought William to God's word. God's providence was again seen in William's life, and he was experiencing the beginning of a relationship with God, which he allowed to give him respite from his affliction. After his hospitalization, William became a boarder with a family who would come to care for him, and when they moved, they would invite William to move with them. And they went to a town called Olney. Through God's providence, William's path crossed theirs, people who would care for him and care about him. And when the family and Cooper moved to Olney in 1767, they would move right next door to a pastor named John Newton, who we will come to know as the writer of the hymn Amazing Grace and many others. John Newton also knew suffering, which became a bridge between himself and Cooper. He would become a pastor in 1764 and would be sent to Olney. John and William's paths would not only cross, but for the rest of their lives, they would be close friends, and John would be committed to helping William. Again, we can see God's hand upon William's life. Newton would be called to be a pastor. He would be given a church in Olney, where he would reside right next door to the house that Cooper would move to. A few years after meeting William, John Newton engaged him in the task of hymn writing. Together, they were to write hymns on every biblical text they could. What better way to get to know God, be in His Word, and have a relationship with Him? Cooper would write 21 hymns on selected scripture and wanted them to be useful to the congregation. He wrote 21 hymns before experiencing another breakdown. Cooper's hymns were very edifying, but yet they also reflected his distance from God. Many times spiritual hymns can be very edifying, while at the same time as poetry can be very penetrating personally and reveal an inner struggle. I think much of Cooper's appeal in his hymns was that people could and can relate to the struggle on one level and on another level relate to and be helped by the ultimate positive and triumphant tone of the hymn as the words sing to and celebrate God. Cooper would complete 68 hymns and Newton well over 200. And despite the difference in number, it would be Cooper's hymns that proportionally would be sung more often and have the greater presence in the congregation. The last hymn thought to be written by Cooper is called God Moves in Mysterious Ways. This was written just prior to his last suicide attempt in 1773. He presents God as ultimately unknowable, yet as having plans for our good. Cooper's work spoke of God's sovereignty that always has our best as its goal. He spoke of God as being at work even in the darkness of our lives. Despite the suffering in William's life, the true knowledge of God, his sovereignty in all, his providence 
in its tender care for us, was able to penetrate through the deep darkness of William's life. And through his poetry and hymns, William has shared this with the world. God reached into William's life many times. God's providence reached to William through nature, right after his first episode and attempted suicide. God's providence reached to William and the people he brought into his life, in the particular hospital he was admitted to, and through his particular doctor's care. And even in and through the very hymns William would write. Through William Cooper, God brought hymns that have touched and benefited countless people over the centuries. One of Cooper's hymns is entitled, Sometimes a Light Surprises. It's based on Malachi 4.2, which says, But unto you that fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. I'll read the first stanza of the hymn to you, and I'll include the entire hymn at the end of today's study. The first stanza goes like this. Sometimes a light surprises the Christian while he sings. It is the Lord who rises with healing on his wings. When comforts are declining, he grants the soul again a season of clear shining to cheer it after rain. So let's take a look at this and hear from Cooper about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whose light can surprise us as we sing. As we continue to abide with God, despite our circumstances, as we continue to trust in our God who rises with healing on his wings, as we sing, we remind ourselves of our God who brings a light, a season of clear shining to us when comforts are declining. Our God, who through his providence cheers us on in his personal care of each of us. Through music and hymns, God's truth are heard and felt within the deepest parts of us. God's never far away, and he's always close to us in our affliction. So sing, cry out, return, remember, believe, trust, and depend totally on our God. Look for his providence in your life and feel God's care for you. Let God's providence, love, and care for you wrap you in his strength and grace as you sing. Until next time, check out William Cooper's hymns. Sing and know God loves you and is stronger than any circumstance you will ever face. And let God's light surprise you. Here now is Cooper's hymn, Sometimes a Light Surprises the Christian When He Sings. Until next time, praise God and God bless. William Cooper died of natural causes in the year 1800.
William Cowbird, testing one, two.